What's up, everybody? Scott Van Pelt here. SB Pod back after a couple weeks away. We talk Masters. We talk about what there is to look forward to between now and the start of the football season. Edelman, a Hall of Famer? We don't think so, but I'll tell you why. I'd rather be what he was anyway. And I feel like we, we really got into what I hate this week because it's confusing. I'm confused. I don't like being confused. And then bonus quarterback talk. It's a fun pod. You're going to love it. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step towards a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code SVP. That's code SVP. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. The NFL Draft's right around the corner. For everything you need to know, download and subscribe to the First Draft Podcast with Mel Kiper Jr., Todd McShay, and Field Yates. And action welcome it's sb pod we're back been a couple of weeks stanford steve's two weeks off not great nope you want to leave it at that yeah we're moving forward that's it looking out the windshield not the rear view right correct i like it all right all right uh I rather enjoyed my time. I don't want to rub it in. We went down a little keys, a little sunshine, then Augusta National and the Masters. The two-week stretch of the NCAA final into the Masters, hard to beat. And since we just came out of it, like I ask myself and I ask you, Steve, is that the best little one-week window? You get the final four, you get the final, and then you get the Masters typically opening days somewhere in the mix there, depending on how nostalgic you get about all that. I'll say right now, that's my favorite, but like catch me in September when we start kicking off football. Yeah. And there's just that whole, you remember what fall on campus was like, and I'm sure it was different for you because you guys have been in summer camp and it must've sucked, but old guys, old guys like me remember like going back to whether it was the dorms or your apartment, just, Going back to the fall, football, that's really hard to beat. But right now, I'll tell you that, that, that what we just came out of is is as good as anything. And when it ends, now <laughs> I, I find myself saying, okay, between now and that feeling in the fall, what do we got? Like, what's the, what's the big thing? One big thing. What, what is it between now and then for you? Wow. Um, well, I'll be honest. I'm not really looking forward to the next month of NBA basketball. Um, it's not been a great product to watch. Um, guys dudes, are taking dudes, off. Dudes don't play. They don't really want to play. A lot. And now guys don't want to think highly of the new playing game. So I think the next month is going to be um, – not good uh, for the NBA as guys uh, continue to tap out. Now, once we get to the playoffs, obviously we'll have some good series, but we know that's a marathon. Uh, let's get there. What's in between? What's in between? I am a baseball fan. Another thing, the product, not great. 
I've read today that batting average across the league is the lowest it's been since like 1870. When they used to play with a bat that was made out of a tree that they cut down and whittled with a, with a knife into a knob that we could hold on to and swing at a balled up sock. It's 235. Uh, that's the average. We have two segments yeah. on SportsCenter that we that are like little, they're kind of catch-alls so that you can get a nice pitching performance in or a home run, filth and swingers. Like that's essentially the sport. Yeah, 15 strikeouts, and here's three homers. We'll get in some results, and we move on. My thing with baseball is because the Orioles have been kind of struggling. Five and six. Five yeah, and six. you know. They won Come the on. first three against Boston. Boston, as we record, hasn't lost since. But <laughs> the uh, – I mean, it's tough. Like a day-in, day-out thing, if your team's garbage, and that's harsh, but the Orioles haven't been great. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of hard to marry yourself to like, hey, let's let's invest in this for the next, you know, 162. See if we can win 65 games. Where's that Mets <laughs> optimism meter, Steve? Where we got it right now? Zero. Okay. Um, just just <laughs> not not feeling it. Um, the worries I had are are the are the worries that's shown up. Uh, hasn't been great. They've also, I will say this, and it's it's really hard because. I live and die every day with them. I know. And they've 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 been they've been put in a rough spot with the schedule. Uh, another thing that went wrong was I was gonna go check them out opening day at the Nats and COVID hit. And that was my one thing to do in two weeks. And uh yeah, that got that news uh that day, I think it was. Uh yeah, was gonna head down, check out the scene. Um, heard nothing but good things about the Nats Park, and uh, that got canceled on me. So, but going back to the Mets, the schedule's really been screwed up. Um, but just continue, you know. Say, do the things you do well, and right now they really haven't done much well because I'm not sure what they do things well at. Um, but we're here. We're here for the long, the, the right. duration. Um, what else am I? Oh, and then the other thing is, and I know hockey people don't want to hear this. I can't really watch regular season hockey. I, I don't know what it is. I will watch every single night of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And so will I, yeah. this is a this is a transition period. As you said, the, the the amount of what's good on TV to watch and what we just went through to now is as drastic a, a a difference. So it's uh it's challenging, but I mean we're we're freaking around. We got the we got the baseball package at home for the weekend. We'll be watching that. Um, yeah, and hey, we'll girls, check out some NBA. Girls, settle in. Let's uh, let's watch the Mariners play. Girls, let me let Dad teach you how to keep score. Don't fall asleep watching that. Let me tell ah, you. There you go. The um, yep. I think the schedule's fun just because as a golf person, you I like I like the fact that you go Augusta, then you go Kiowa for the PGA, then you go U.S. Open. I'm blanking right now where it is. It's somewhere good. Torrey Pines. Thank you. And uh, then, the open then the Open Championship, which is at St. Andrews, which is supposed to be last year, but they didn't play it at all. And so you get, you get April, May, June, July. And as you found out, you've truly become a full-on golf insider because you now know, not that you didn't before, but I think you're now really learning. Golf's a really fun sport to bet on. Cause there's so oh. many, there's so oh. many ways to do it. You can go top 20, top 10. You can go head to head. You can go take 17 flyers on who might win, take a little nibble and uh, 
you were invested. You were like from the very jump. You were Mr. You were Mr. Augusta, weren't you? Yep, I was, and I, I thought I, I was good. I, how'd you do? Um, not great. Uh, let's just say I could have really used that Justin Rose putt uh, um, or, or, or an, a, a, another putt to go in as he finishes um, just one six. Just one. Six. Just one. One. Just one. Yep. That's I how it often is. After his round um, Thursday, I felt really good and put um, some shekels on the uh, top five finish for Rosa. That was a, a little minus money, and I felt great about it. And 18, uh, 18 holes on Sunday didn't treat me well. But no. we did our we, – we, we nickel and dimed around there. We had Hideki going into that. He's minus money. We got some money back there, but that Justin Rose wasn't hurt pretty bad. Understood. Understood. I, I, th- I, think, that, uh, I think that the major season will be really good. I've said it repeatedly and we've made this clear, neither of us have ever ice skated in our lives, never had him on my feet, never mm-hmm. played the, never played the sport. I love Stanley Cup hockey. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Now, it's this year's weird regular season-wise because you just have no cross-pollination. It's a little bit like college basketball like and college football. You're just playing in your own little backyard. And I think, like, I know the Devils are sick of playing the Capitals. That much I know. Caps are, Caps are unbeaten against them. But you don't really have any feeling for like, I mean, hey, I, we thought the Big Ten was awesome. Then when they got to the NCAA tournament, it just didn't work out. Like, who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows which divisions are are maybe like I think I'm pretty sure I know that the Abs are good. I'm pretty sure the Leafs are good. I think the Caps are good. I think the Panthers have been good. Like, I I know there are teams that have been good. The question is. How good you're good, as I've asked yeah. for a million years. And I don't know that we know that, but so at what? At the time, it needs to be really it, good. Perfect. Perfectly said. You know? Because, I mean, look, we know that these guys, like nobody else in sports, will lay it mm-hmm. on the line, not metaphorically. Like, they will truly put their bodies in harm's way to try to win 16 games. That'll be awesome. Um, and, and eventually, the NBA Finals will be really good, too. But I, I, I you're right. I think we got to get through a rough stretch where who the hell knows who's going to can be bothered to suit up to play for the day. Um, so I guess, I guess the net net of this is you get through uh, that, that, that last for us anyway, that window of time where you get a national champion in, um, in college basketball, which by the way, shout to Baylor. My God, they were awesome. I, awesome. Did I, say, I said, did, did I, did I say on this podcast that they're going to win? Cause you know, I said off air, they were going to win. I don't know if I ever said it on the record. Um, nah, I, I went on a bunch of podcasts, the big ones too, and I, I said Baylor's going to win before the tournament started. Did pretty well on that. I bet you did because they they just – God, they were good. They just – you knew – that was one of those deals with the first TV timeout. I think Fuey oh. actually had to call a timeout before the first TV timeout. This game's over. I mean, yep. if I don't got like six offensive rebounds in the first offensive possession, it was like, oh, this is just a difference in one-two. <laughs> it's just – I don't know. It's just – it was – glaringly different and Gonzaga is good if like, let's not I know this is dated now but we didn't get a chance at this let's not turn this into they're not good and they don't play any, it's not what it was okay Please. They, were good. they were really good I don't want to hear it they just got their ass kicked by a team that was great that night and they hadn't been stressed <laughs> the way Gonzaga was by UCLA because they hammered Houston and then they hammered Gonzaga they were great then the Masters it wasn't great Steve it wasn't great it's kind of you know, no it wasn't you know the analogy uh, I made to somebody? Like, Christmas is always Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like, you look forward to it. 
it almost can't live up to what you want it to be because in your head it's this magical thing. And then some Christmases are awesome. Like maybe you live somewhere where maybe if, if you like, if like I'm a snow weirdo, maybe you get like, it's just a, just enough for you a little white Christmas nostalgia. Maybe all your family's there. Maybe all the kids behave. Maybe Charlie keeps his pants on during dinner. You know, maybe, maybe. it all adds up. Maybe it all adds up. Uh, and you get a Christmas that's just like, gosh, remember that, remember that Christmas? You're like, oh, that was awesome. And then maybe, maybe you get another Christmas where, you know, Charlie takes, you know, poops in the floor and uh, doesn't mm-hmm. snow. It's 70. And you're like, hey, it's still Christmas, but it's just, you know, is this one we're <laughs> going to talk about forever? Probably not. And that's what we had this year because you last- made that analogy to somebody. I did not on the air, but I just did here on our pod. Yeah. I saved it for SV Pod. Welcome in, people. Yeah, this is the kind. It's the good <laughs> stuff right here. But tell me, I'm wrong. Like, is this something you're going to remember forever? No, because Matsuyama has been out there forever playing good golf, and I realize I know less about him than any great player because he, like Ichiro, he understands the language but isn't as comfortable speaking it. That's okay. I understand that. I had no idea the man was married and had a child. I just, I learned that after the fact. I don't know him. I don't know. I know nothing about him. And he had a lead and the people chasing him were like Zalator's awesome story. Oh, so cool. Love it. But like, go back to the year Tiger one. And I, I made this point with Rosillo that like, I'm not a Marvel movie guy, but at the end of that one where all the, the sky, the circles open up and all the superheroes show up. Like, that's what that Masters was. Everybody you wanted to show up was there. All of them. And then the right guy won, Tiger Woods. This was, you know, it was Christmas. Still Augusta. Love being there. Always do. But at the end of it, you're like, eh, you know, probably not going to talk about this one. Like we Two do things. some of the others. Yep. I know why you love Augusta so much. <sighs> Go. It doesn't change. You don't do well with change. Like U.S. Opens change courses. you got to figure out how to get around and do things. Augusta, you know what you're getting into. You know what nights are certain parties. Maybe you can That's... go make a couple shekels. You know where to get the new, uh, what is it, the new chicken sandwich? Chicken salad on brioche this year was there you go. spectacular. Now, see, that, so... was a cha- that was a change we could all endorse because that sandwich was delicious. Mm. Rockhold, how so many that... did you have of those? How many did you have of those? I had zero, but the the other new item that they had this year was Crow's Nest, their beer. My guy oh, was sma- my guy was dr- my guy was day drinking the other day when I talked to Marty. <laughs> Who has a skinnier waist, Zalatoris or Marty Smith? Zalatoris. Zal- oh, I don't know. Marty's one skinny dude. When I saw no Marty way. this week, I thought, like, what are his? What's his waist? Twenty eight? No way. Text Marty right now. He'll get back to us. Rock I told Spieth in the Butler cabin, I'll give you a million dollars for every because because uh, Zalatoris is listed 165. I said, I'll give you a million bucks for every pound he is over 165. If you give me a dollar for every pound under 165, he is. And Spieth said, Oh, you you get paid. You get paid on that one. He's a skinny dude. Um, God, he can wait, hit it. One, one other golf thing. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. No, I just want to say something before you get to this because I have to say that this proves how well you know me because I love when things stay the same. And Augusta, they don't change. The other thing is, in a world where we bash everything about change that a sport's doing, whether it's the NBA adding the play-in tournament, Major League Baseball changing their playoffs, I don't even know what it is this year, how many teams make it. All of them. All of them. The, the PGA moving the PGA Championship to May is one of the best moves of any sport has made 
in the last 20 years. You're a golf insider. You're right. You, you know what you're talking about. I agree. Uh, we're excited to go to Kiowa in May, and um, that's on the way. So these are some of the things we have to look forward to. Um, I have a really, I have a, a thing I hate a lot. I'm going to get to it in a minute. I just want to, I want to run a, this is like super sports talk radio podcasty, but it's, I, I want to know where you land with this. Edelman retires and, and it turns into this Edelman Hall of Fame talk. Now, it feels like the only people that think he's a Hall of Famer are Patriot fans. All right. And I get it because he was great when it mattered, but like his numbers aren't Hall of Fame numbers. Like, Put him side by side with like Heinz Ward. Warren Sharp did that on Twitter. Somebody tweeted out today, like, okay, well then Marcus Colston's in. Marcus Colston's like got twice as many touchdowns in his career. He he doesn't have like just like oh you you look at his numbers and you say he's definitely a Hall of Famer. But you got you're holding your finger up. You want to say something? Go ahead. I can't hear Steve. Is Steve's mic off. One two three four. It's like he's talking through he's talking through a towel. No. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It sounds went, like you're underwater. He went from overmodulated Steve to unplug unplug it and plug it back in. See what happens. Here we go. Keep this in. Leave it for the people. Are you there? There we go. All right. All right. All right. Three, two, one. You good with Edelman? Because I got thoughts on Edelman. I, I just asked you. You had your finger up. You wanted to make a point. I said, you look at his numbers. He's got 36 touchdowns in his career and like 600 catches. Take the numbers out of it, okay? Mm -hmm. You watch NFL Sunday, every playoffs, everything. You don't miss anything. Did you ever think to yourself watching Julian Edelman that I'm watching a Hall of Fame wide receiver at any point in his career no me neither and that's me not an, and that's not a knock because here's the thing no, I want to say about not him. at all here's the thing I want to say about him I'd rather have his career than a yellow jacket if if the choice was to be on a marginal team and be a truly great like a great I know I'm watching a great player then like Steve Largent was great, but his teams were never great. Like, okay. Edelman and, and people made the point. I think it's accurate that let's just, like, they, their slot guys were always like little, like little clones of each other. Oh, there's Wes Welker. Oh, there's, there's uh, Amendola. There's Edelman. Like there's, so, and you, maybe you thought some of what Welker did was what Edelman did or some of what Amendola did, but, but I take that. Who cares? Here's what I'm saying. You could be Edelman. You could be Terrell Owens. You could be in, sure, exactly. You could be well, Owens did have that like great catch for San Francisco in the playoffs against Green Bay. He did some big time stuff, but I understand the point. I'm saying if I can be great in the playoffs, my numbers are are, are eclipsed in the playoffs only by Jerry Rice. You have a singular moment like he had against Atlanta, that catch he made in that comeback kind of similar to David Tyree in a sense, mm -hmm. like who had that one moment. Well, Edelman had that one moment, but he had a ton of other moments. And if you say at the end of the line, I could be that, I could have multiple rings, I could be part of that. But if I don't get in the Hall of Fame or be a Hall of Famer, but not have that, give me Edelman's 100 out of 100 times. Where are you with that? Totally agree. Totally agree. You know you're going to be in it. 
it's a lot like guys that played for the Yankees during that run. You know, I think of like Posada and those guys, you know, like, you know, just looking at it, they get looked at differently because you're constantly watching them play in the postseason year after year. Now, are they going to get benefit of the doubt? Yeah, they were on great teams, um, but that's not their fault. Uh, but I agree with it. And I think if you ask Edelman, he would, he would agree with your thoughts on, on him. He'd rather take the road he had and, and what he accomplished and what his teams accomplished over anything else. No doubt. Be a great player on a great team. And the, the Yankee comparison makes a ton of sense because not everyone can get in, you know, not, mm-hmm. and not everyone should, frankly, but anyway, that's, I just was curious where you landed with that. That's what I have. Can I tell you something I hate, Steve? <laughs> You bet. You you texted me this morning with, I know I have something that I want to say that I hate. Um, now, I don't want to ruin anything else. I'm not sure I can help you, but the floor is yours. And that this gives you time because I said, do you have something you hate? And Steve said, I have to narrow it down. <laughs> I have so I have a singular. It's it's not actually singular because it's it's a broad topic, but it's specific to one thing for right now here's what i hate or whatever run the run the production traps we have production i don't need to do this anymore steve and i have lengthy lists talking about this guy or this thing or this whatever once a week one thing a week here's what i hate i hate not understanding things i hate not not getting it because i don't think that i'm a genius i know i'm not i know i'm not the smartest guy i'm not the worldliest guy but i'm not the dumbest and i'm not the least worldly and i like to think that i have common sense and can figure out most things i don't understand what cryptocurrency is i don't know what the a bitcoin even is does it exist in, in the world? Is it a tangible thing I can touch like a token in an arcade? Why does it take so much energy to mine one? What does that mean? I don't understand it. And look, this has been around for a while, but like Bitcoin, I saw last night, the price like $65,000 of Bitcoin. And then Ravel's tweeting about some guy had a bunch of Bitcoins and he spent them on pizzas for Papa John's pizzas. And if he had the Bitcoins, they'd be worth $650 million. Well, that sucks for the guy that ate the pizza, but let's go back to the actual deal. This has been around for a long time. And I think about it from time to time. And I think it's confusing to me, but then it's $65,000 at the moment per Bitcoin. And then there are all these other cryptocurrencies that are coming up and they're big. Everyone that gets it, gets it. But like, how do you exchange it for goods and services? Like you don't keep it anywhere. It's a, not a tangible thing. I, 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 I and I hate that I don't get it. I also hate that I didn't buy it when it was like a buck, but I wouldn't have understood it. And I probably wouldn't have done it because it seems like some guy in the Ukraine is just going to log on and steal it. And then there's some guy that's got a bunch of Bitcoins and he can't remember the password and he can't log in and get it. And he only has three more. And if he doesn't get it, then it locks forever. But where the f- even is it? What do you mean it locks forever? It, it locks forever on a computer? Is it a, what is it? I don't understand. And here's the thing, Steve, I'm never going to understand because a, a smart person that would take pity on me and go, Van Pelt, let me help you out, man. Here, here's what it is. I, I, it's never going to make sense in my brain because it's so, and listen, younger people that do understand, let me promise you something that's going to happen to you. Someday you're going to be me. 
and there's going to be something you don't get. And maybe it's not these highlight things that people are buying for reasons I don't understand. I don't get that well, either. That's another thing I don't get. Same space, same flavor, same, same confusion. Someday you're going to be me. There's going to be a thing you don't get. And, um, and when that happens, just remember, you know, I, I was kind of laughing at Babcock because I thought, oh, what a dumbass, man. It's not that hard. But Two I things. I don't understand what, what it is. Two things. Okay. There isn't one person on earth that you could have a conversation with this about worse than me. You don't, you know, you're not going to be able to illuminate this for me. No, you texted me cryptocurrency this morning. I had to Google what that was. I don't know what that is. That's because you're the kind of guy that has a knot of cash in his pocket with a rubber band, like an old school guy. Like I a try maid, and keep cash on me. Yes. Like a made, like a made guy. And that's second that's, thing. That's how you do it, kids. Yeah, go ahead. You have a guy that handles your finances and stuff. Have you had a conversation with him? He's kind of he's old school like us. He's one of us. Okay. He, he's one of us. So he 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 doesn't know. He, I, mean, it, I mean, if he so knew, you haven't had the conversation, or you're just, not gonna we, because you don't think he'll help you. No, we kind of just laugh about it because we, mo- okay. we know we know that like whatever we missed. The, what are you going to buy one now for sixty five thousand bucks of Bitcoin, which no one knows what it is. And it takes energy to mine it. And I'm like, Rockhold, you're the young one in the group. Do you know anyone that has a Bitcoin? No, I don't know anything. I don't know anything about NFTs, any of that. I'm confused and I'm too all poor right. to Thank afford you. it. So Thank you. you're right. Well, we all are like, wh- like, do you on. go to a bank and take it out? No, you on take what out? It a big ass coin that's worth sixty five thousand dollars. I, I envision that has a B on it. Come on, I envision that Steve still likes to bury his money and keep it there. It's like Scrooge McDuck diving in the gold coins. Like at least I get that. Like it's a tangible thing. Gold. I don't know. I. I, I but again, I don't understand it, and it, I hate when I don't understand things because I want to. I just want to. I. I don't want to dabble in it. I just want to understand it. Steve, what do you hate? All right. This is pretty simple. Okay. And it drives me freaking nuts. Okay. Yep. And how long? I mean, the NCAA championship game has gone on for how long? We're just there. You know, the, the, the prelude to a championship, CBS, you know, it's 920 on Monday night every year for as long as I can remember. Yep. That's what it's been. I hate you if you went on Twitter and complained about what time the game was. When you've known it for your whole life, it never changes. Monday after the Final Four at 9.20 Eastern is when the national championship game is played. It's It's not not changing. Stop complaining about it. Why do you complain about it? Nobody cares what you think. Take a nap if you have to work the next day. DVR it. If you're one of these early people that's got to get up and work out and do that stuff. 920 Eastern on Monday, every freaking year is when the national championship game is. All right. I'm tired of people on the East Coast complaining about it. It never changes. It's been that way forever. Yeah, hey, 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 you, hey, hey, you in your yoga class at six in the morning. The game's at, the game's at 920. You know what you're right about here? Is it isn't new, like oh. it, it's always been. It's it's. I mean, it's 
this is when the this is when the game is. I, I feel like it, you. I feel like when I was younger, maybe it was earlier, but like maybe not no. a whole lot. No, it's always lot. after nine o'clock. Nine twenty. I remember Pat O'Brien prelude to a championship. Nine o'clock Eastern. It was about eighteen minutes long. What's up, Pat? Every year. Um. All right. So stop complaining about that. And um, to all to all the people out there that have multiple piles of cryptocurrency and bitcoins, good on you. Well done. Way to go. I don't know what's happening with that. Um, and that's all I have. That's all I have. Who's Anything? your favorite quarterback in the draft? Ooh, I like this. Scott on the spot. I think it's, I think Lawrence is the one who. Um, all right. He's I, one. He's one of the rest. I don't have any idea. I don't have any idea. Um, the, the It's, it's, like I'll, here's the thing, we we watched the BYU game against the University of the Navy, and when they when they beat the University of the Navy by a billion, at no point in watching that did I think or did I nudge you with my elbow and go, hey Steve, how about that Wilson guy? He's probably going to go second to Lawrence. Nobody in the world thought that and and they played a, a salute to them for going out and playing coastal on short notice we all love that but like they played a bunch of their schedule was look at it and then he just turned into this guy like had a big game against houston i had houston and winners they were winning by a lot i wasn't gonna bring it up but and I they didn't it. cover no big deal shout out to holgerson um but but like like him turning into this number two pick, where when Fields, who when he and Lawrence were in college, were sort of one and one A as these five star mm -hmm. guys, and they in high school them. Fields was ranked ahead of them. Well, they were there. I thought they were. I thought they were right there in the same zip code, because he had Fields had a weird deal. He committed to James Franklin at Penn State early. Then he went to Georgia. Then we know he went to Ohio State. So like he was always in like high profile, high like the pedigree was always understood. And Lawrence was a guy that everybody was fighting over too. And then they end up kind of intersecting in college, which is wild. So those two guys, I get why they've been there. But then Mac, like, I got to give him the nod. When, when he came in for two and he was injured, he was, I, I just, I thought they were screwed. And then if you go back and look, he was slinging it all over the place last year when he came in. And then this year he was 4,500, 41 touchdowns, four picks. Their schedule was all SEC teams, then Notre Dame and Ohio State. But then you're going to say to me, oh, well, he's got Alabama's O-line and their wide receivers. Yeah, right, like Tua. And Joe Burrow. Huh? And Joe Burrow. Just like Burrow, no one thought Burrow was going to be a top pick. So, like, Matt coming, coming from out of nowhere to this place is like, wow. But at least, like, and I'm not knocking Wilson, but he didn't play what, what Mac Jones did. And so what Jones did was similar to Burrow, where he just balled out against top-level competition – and then with with a you know a giant arrow next to his name, he goes high. I, I'm just going to tell you, I don't know, but I don't feel bad about saying I don't know because the NFL doesn't know either, and they spend all their money and time trying to figure it out, and they still swing and miss more than they connect on this for reasons I'll never understand. Um, as as the guy who played it, is there one that you go? That's the guy. Do you have a guy that you like? I don't like no. Lance. Lance, I have no idea, and anyone that pretends to know doesn't. They, he played one game this year. One. I have no clue. He might be great. I have no idea. Two things. 
I said the same exact thing last year when everybody's talking about Burrow and Tua. And all these guys basically have the same thing to deal with. When Joe Burrow and Tua got on the field in college, they had an advantage at every single position that they were going to throw the ball to. They got five-star guys all over. And I'll take a five-star receiver against a, a, you know, a nickel corner any day of the week. The same thing with these guys, Trevor Lawrence, above average talent at the wide receiver position. Fields, above average talent at the wide receiver position. Mac Jones, unbelievable talent at the wide receiver position. And even Zach Wilson had an advantage in the teams that they played. Now, it's not his fault who they played against, but he had advantages. At, 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 and all, he also had a better offensive line than the majority of the defensive line. Right, because they were against. 30. Yeah, that helps also. With a little experience, you know, trying to run some zone schemes. That cohesiveness helps out a lot. So the other thing is these NFL guys, for how long they've been around, you know, put on the tape, put on the tape. Every year there's less and less tape of these guys, and you're putting all your chips in these baskets. That's really, really tough. And I know they're sick to their stomach because deep down, they don't know. No, they They don't. don't know. They're, That's they're why taking a, a huge risk. However, I will say this. Another question for you. Is Pitts your favorite player in the draft? I just was getting ready to say. <laughs> That's why what you do when it's your turn to hand in a card is you don't even give him a card. You just start screaming, Kyle Pitts! The pick is Kyle Pitts! Pitts! Florida! That's what don't you pick up do. the helmet phone. Just yell. In. Just get a megaphone and scream. You don't have – it's not tricky. It's not tricky. Because whoever your quarterback is, just throw it to that guy. And I've seen, like, a lot of talk about Atlanta. And I get that you got to figure out this, the, the succession plan to Matt Ryan probably sooner than later. I mean, he's not going to keep going forever. But let me see. I got Julio. I got Ridley. If I got Julio, now, now those guys, you know, it's tough to get 16 games out of out of anybody in the NFL. They battled injuries, but let's just say for fantasy guy talking right there. You pay attention to these things. Let's just say they're healthy. Let's say it's week one and I got Julio. Okay, he's out wide. I got Ridley here in the slot. Now I'm running 84 in motion. What do you got a linebacker on that guy? Who the hell? Sneak him down the scene. Are you kidding me? I look. He's he. In this pass catcher uh, heavy draft, and there's a bunch of bunch of ballers mm-hmm. out there for sure. Just give me pits. You're the tight end. You must love him as much as me. I do, but this is getting insane with the love he's getting. It 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 it, it, it it's insane the stuff he's getting. I guess, but you and I. I mean, it, it's almost getting unrealistic what the expectations are going to be. It really is. To me. Well, people are comparing him to Kittle, and I understand why because it, there, there's a little bit of Vernon Davis because you're you're he's not like Vernon was yoked in a different sort of a way when he when he mm-hmm. came out of Maryland. But like, I just think I think he's like a wide receiver in a tight end's body, and I don't think that's unreasonable to say. Yep. And if you watched Florida play at all this year. Trask was like Trask's an interesting evaluation too, because they threw it all day and they had talent, but they also had 84, which he made up for a lot of sins. You could just, I mean, you got to the red zone. It was a joke. Mm-hmm. How many tight ends? I don't even know how many touchdowns he had. It just, it just seemed like he had three oh. every game. Seemed like he had three every game. So I don't know. I mean, it's easy to forget about a Jamar chase who was 
tremendous a year ago. You didn't see him. There's a lot of talent that opted out this year. We're going to be reminded of the track. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, that Micah Parsons guy from Penn State. God, he is an absolute beast. There's a bunch of those types of guys, too. But I just look at how I just look at how often quarterbacks don't pan out. And I'm thinking if I'm betting money, I bet that I, I think the odds of Pitts hitting are higher than these quarterbacks just because history te- history says I'm right. All right. Last one. All right. ETN or Najee? I like Harris. Okay. I, I like Harris. And uh, I think I think I'm influenced by the personality of the guy. I think like everything I read about him and anytime I've ever seen him, I just think he's got I know more about him than I do, ETN. But that dude stuck around uh, when he could have left to try to be part of something. That says a lot about who he is. And I'm speaking yeah. of ETN at Clemson. He didn't. He could have come out. Um, do you you do you agree with me, or do you like ETN better? I think I think Najee has a higher ceiling. I think ETN's more trustworthy. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I thought we were done. I, th- I was in a bad, I was in a bad place mentally after you were mad about the start time, and I didn't understand how uh, fake money works. No. But then we got a little draft talk in, and now we feel good. Absolutely. All right. All right. How long? How, what are we at? What's where are we on the on the clock, Rockhold? How long have we been talking? Thirty-seven minutes. Perfect. That's a, that's a sweet spot. People are done. They're ready to go do something else, and so are we. So you go do that, and we'll see y'all next week.